Well, I like that I can see you guys a little better. That's cool. I forgot to tell you to check in at church. If you're here and Pastor Walt's here, he, that's him in my queue, you know, so I have to throw it out to you all. Let everybody know you're here at Grace Point today. Well, this is the first for me. I've never really done a sermon time frame before. But I wanted to talk to you about our kids and how they think about God and how it can help us think about God. It's been a really busy week. I'm telling you, the blue shirts are all really appreciative that it's Sabbath today. And if you are feeling a dearth of God being at work in your life, I really want to invite you to get involved with VBS next year. Because when you're working with kids and you see the lights go on on how they understand Jesus, it can't help but inspire you in your own walk. We've learned some pretty amazing things using bubbles, using beach balls, using blocks of ice to try to help the kids understand how God works in their life. Well, many of you don't know me too well. I work at Adventist Health, and on my door, my thing is I like to post quotes, quotes that are interesting and intriguing and make me expand my thinking a little bit. I'm a performance improvement specialist there, so I work a lot with the clinicians on um, trying to improve their processes, and one of the quotes that I have posted on my door right now is, people will not move from a process that is a bad process if they don't understand the new process. So when I'm dealing with process, I'm thinking, okay, how does that work? You know, they already know it's bad, so anything could be better, right? Right? Well, all right. Well, it's kind of hard for people to make the step into the unknown and it tends to make us put up barriers between what we'll do in our Christian walk when, we, when God asks us to step to places that we don't know. Like, it's really hard for people to um, sympathize with earthquake victims. This year, in VBS, we gave money towards the earthquake victims in Nepal. Now, many of you are aware they've had that huge earthquake over there at the end of April and the beginning of May, too, sort of back-to-back where over 2 million people were displaced from their homes, and many of them are living still in tent cities in the middle of monsoon season. Okay, so we're in California, right? We should be able to relate to earthquakes, right? Okay, maybe not in Sacramento so much, but, you know, you hear about them everywhere all around, and the nearest one was just right over here in Napa, which I go to not infrequently because we have a hospital there. And um, so, so that one's not too far removed for us. We understand how earthquakes work. But what about tsunamis? You know, you hear about tsunamis. We've never experienced that in Sacramento, let alone even on the West Coast. And we can see it in the news now more than we ever did before. But it seems so far away, way out of our reach, we don't really understand the impact all that well. I'll tell you, I'm having fun with the mic today. And I, did I bring the clicker up? I may not have brought the clicker. (laughs) Sitting right there on the top of my purse, maybe, or? 
I'm the worst. I'll tell you, at VBS, I was, maybe it's sitting on top of the piano. There it is. <laughs> People at VBS, they're used to this because I was always running around looking for my keys. <laughs> Anyways, um, so, so I wanted to try to put, to help you understand how the whole work of faith develops. And sometimes we're just, we're not willing to go there. But we have lots of people like that, even in the Bible, that help us with understanding how faith develops. So the first one is this guy I'm going to talk about today, Nicodemus, who he was a really smart guy. He was on one of the highest city councils at the temple, and he took an interest in Jesus' message, but he just didn't get it. And he was sort of embarrassed that he didn't get it, because he came to see Jesus at night when no one else would know that he was going to go ask questions. I mean, because after all, he's a smart guy. He should get it. Jesus says to him, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they're born again. And Nicodemus says, how can someone be born again when they're old? Or, in my words, you can't become a baby again. No one knows how to do that. Then Jesus says, unless you're born again with the Spirit, you can't see the kingdom of God. And you can't really tell exactly where the Spirit is because it's like the wind. It goes where it wants and you hear it and you see it. But you don't know exactly where it's going to show up next or what it's going to do next. The Spirit is like the wind. Nicodemus says, how can that be? That's my interpretation of it can't be real. I don't understand how that works. So it can't be real. All right? We're the same way. We tend to, whoa, I'm having fun with the mic today. This whole week it's been fine. Today it does not want to cooperate. Get it back into some semblance of order here. We're the same way. We tend to let things that we don't understand get in the way of advancing. But there's hope. And I have asked some kids out in the audience to help me with understanding this concept of growth and faith. And the first person that I'm going to ask to help me is young Mr. Standish, who's going to tell us about how flashlights operate. Is he here today? I haven't seen him. There he is, right there. And, and I need my microphone guy to come bring the mic over to him. Is he here today? Mr. Vabrick, where are you? Master Vabrick? All right, well, we'll just run a mic over to him ourselves then. We're missing a key player right here. Can you grab it? From here we go. Okay, perfect. Tell um, us, tell us how a flashlight works. So a flashlight works with you need a working battery, a working light bulb, and the the spring in the button. On the sometimes on the end or on the side of it, the flashlight you will push it. It does. It pushes in a spring of 
and then I don't know the whole concept, but it like it um when you push it in, what happens? It turns the light on and it like the battery makes the generates the light to um turn on. Kind of like when you see in the store t- sometimes those hand crank ones, the battery is doing the same thing as you are doing when you crank the supplying the energy. Yeah, you supply the energy with the um battery or the hand crank. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you so much. All right. Now give him a round of applause. Hey, that takes a lot of bravery on a kid's part to get up and talk about that. I have two other girls. The Sabalas girls, are they here? They were going to tell me how you how you plant a flower. First, first get the best soil. Find a location that has sun and shade throughout the day. After that, dig a hole. After you have planted your seed, feed your flowers. Water your flowers regularly. And finally, after a couple weeks of taking care of your seed, your seed will grow into a beautiful, healthy flower. Perfect. Thank you so much, girls. All right, and then I have Mr. Wiedemann, Master Wiedemann, who is going to tell us about how CD players work. Okay, so CD players work by, I guess you could say, signals. So you go up to the CD player, and you... You press a button, and it has this little icon thing that looks like a home or something like that. You click it, and then this little disc tray comes out, and then you can put your disc in, and you click it again, and the signal will get sent, and then it'll go back in. And then when you're watching the movie, there's sometimes, not always, but there's sometimes a few buttons. There's one that's a square. And you click that, and that will stop the movie. There's one that has two little arrows right next to each other that will either skip the movie or, like, go on to the next thing, end it, something. Or there's another one going the other way, which will go back to the beginning. And then there's a pause button, and then if you click that, it'll pause it. But then if you click it again, it'll play it again. Perfect. Thank you so much. All right. Are you following these descriptions? They're making sense to you, right? All right. We've got one more. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm very nervous this morning, and the name of this person has just gone right out of my head. But they were going to talk to us about how medicine works. Is that person here? Vanessa. Vanessa, are you here? Wave your hand so our microphone people can see where you are. If you'll. Oh, she left. All right, well, let's just talk about that for a second. Medicine, who, who thinks, is there anyone out there who thinks they can explain, just like these kids did, how medicine works? Oh, Nathan wants to give us that ex- ex- explanation since he's raising his hand. Come on up and tell us about that, Nathan. 
medicine is a fluid or solid that comes in different forms. You can get it in a um, you can get it in a pill, or for instance, you could get it in a shot, or you could even you could even get it inside of a little cup that you drink, and then. Basically, what it does is it goes into your body, and it's designed to go into the place that's having problems, and then it'll fight back the bad bacteria or whatever's going on in your body, and then after a while of taking that medicine, you'll feel better. Perfect. Wow, and that was done totally on the fly. Great job. All right, so that's kind of what we've tried to help kids understand here is a movement from, hey, here's this thing I see that I do. I don't really control exactly how all those pieces work, but when I do those pieces, they create this outcome over here on the other side. So if I plant my flower and I water it and I keep it in the sun and take care of it like they were explaining, I get a beautiful plant. If I have the right batteries and I flip my switch, and my bulb is good, hey, my flashlight works just happy hunky-dory. Well, that's kind of like moving from the seen to the unseen. When you flip the switch, you are moving that, that action that you take to something you're expecting a reaction to happen over there that isn't you driving it. It's you in the front saying, hey, I'm taking this action, this known action, and I'm expecting this outcome over here. That's kind of the same thing that Peter is talking about in Hebrews when he's talking about faith. It's the substance of things that you hope for when you flip the switch, plant the seed, put in the CD, or take the medicine. You're expecting an outcome from what you're doing that you don't really control. You're just taking the first step towards what you will believe will be the expected outcome. And that's what we've tried to teach our kids all this week is about how God's power interacts in their life. They take a step and God's power creates that outcome over there. So how do you apply that in your life? When you see things that are out there that are changing the world and you put those into practice, you take the first step towards all of that and the next steps come by God's power. But you have to take the step. Flip the switch. Plant the seed. Take the medicine. Step out in your faith and God provides the power coming from that. That's the principle of Hebrews 11.1. You see the substance of what you believe God is calling you towards. You step towards it, and his power comes in behind you to supply the reality. And sometimes you don't always see it clearly. So when it doesn't react the way that you were expecting, and the outcome does not appear to be the godly outcome that you were expected, expecting, then you have to step back from that and decide... Hey, God, did I hear you clearly on that? Maybe I needed to go a different direction. You know, we've been applying this principle of developing faith all week for our kids at VBS. 
Every day, on the first day, they got this band called a God sighting band. Do you kids remember that? Are any of you wearing them? Hey, look at that. We've got some of them on in the crowd. And we've asked them to look each day for where they see people being God's hands and feet in these areas of comfort, provision, healing, forgiving, and loving forever. Those, when you see people doing that, or you do it yourself, that's a God sighting. That's God at work in the world. And that's what we are trying to help our kids understand. How does God work in the world? We see him at work all around us in these five areas that we've concentrated and many others. And when we see that, we are seeing the kingdom of God at work in the world. Do you remember when Jesus said the kingdom is now come? The kingdom has now come to the world because he's here and is able to change our hearts. When we're forgiven, we go out and we share his kingdom with those all around us. That's what you're doing when you provide comfort, when you provide um, healing, forgiveness, and you tell people about God's forever world, his ability to love you forever. That's what the Holy Spirit is bringing, and it's all around. You don't, I mean, it's not, you can't get it in a jar. It's not like you can just set it there and say, here it is. The Spirit is working out there, everywhere. It's like the wind. Do you see where the wind is blowing? Can you predict it? It's going right there. That's the Spirit. I know that's the Spirit because it's right there. That's not what he said. He said it's like the wind. It blows here and there. You see it acting, and that's how you know where the Spirit of God is acting. You see comfort, you see provision, you see healing, you see forgiveness. That is the Spirit of God at work. All right, so we're back to this question that I posed in the beginning. Do you really have to understand for it to be real? What do you think? You know, when Jesus talked about the kingdom of heaven being like little children, I think of these explanations that we've heard today from these kids. You know, many of you could have given a much more detailed explanation of what is actually happening chemically or biologically or scientifically when you turn on a flashlight or plant a seed or do a CD player But you don't have to know that to believe that you're going to get light from the flashlight or the movie to play on the screen. You just have to take the first step towards flipping the switch to let Jesus work in your life. Step out in the faith and he provides the ending that you're seeking. You know, that's that's the whole point of the message that we have shared in VBS this week, and I hope it is a message that you can take home with you. You know, accept that God steps with you when you step out in faith. He's right there prepared to provide you that forever home, to provide you that forgiveness, that healing, that comfort, anything that you need, he's there to provide for you. And I hope that as the kids have shared 
the meaningfulness of the Vacation Bible School with you today and the music, especially some of those catchy tunes, that it will stick with you through the week ahead and you will remember that God has the power, God has the power to provide, to comfort, to heal, to forgive, and to love us forever. I hope. Hold on, kids. That is the message. Thank you. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Dear Lord, I pray that you will just help our kids to remember this message of hope, this message of power, that you are at work in the world and can help them with their problems every day. That even if their problems, our problems as a congregation, seem as big as Mount Everest, that you have the power to provide, to comfort, to heal, to forgive us, and to love us forever. Lord, help us to remember that each and every day and share it with everyone we meet so that your power can be enacted on this earth. It's my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.